looking for the king of podcasts, you're at the wrong channel. Looking for good ideas for life, you are far from good hands. If you think the listener is always right, you are far from the right place. Hosted by a Northeasterner by birth, a rebel by choice. If you want a host that floats between love and madness, then play on and listen to Crazy Train Radio. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers! I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Mmm, I love scotch. I love scotch. Scotch is got scotch. Here it goes down. Down into my belly. Mm -mm Mmm-mm-mm. Don't mess with me, I'm one crazy mofo. This brand is truly exciting and so glad that they are starting to make a positive impact. Little Bean Soapery is a woman-owned small business based in Northeast Pennsylvania. Little Bean Soapery does so much as all products are handcrafted and offer many different things for both men and women. Soaps, scrubs, body butters, bath bombs, solid cologne and much more. Little Bean Soapery also does things for special occasions such as birthdays, Mother's Day, Father's Day and special seasonal gift sets. But also let's not forget large orders for party favours by request. The great things about all products is that they are crafted to be nourishing on the skin. If you wish to check them out please feel free to visit littlebeansoapery.com. Any questions, please feel free to also email littlebeansoapery at gmail.com for custom inquiries and or ask anything else you wish. Tell them that Elena from Crazy Train Radio sends you. Hey, I know we have a lot of horror fans that listen to our shows, and I know things have been tough for everybody across the board these past six or seven months with what's been going on in the real world. But I wanted to make a suggestion to you horror fans because I know part of the normal routine year in and year out is to attend different conventions. 
to meet some of your favorite horror stars. However, none of us have been able to do that because of obvious reasons. But I do have a little suggestion for you. SignatureHorror.com Now, some may ask, what is that? Well, they obtain autographs for the fans from some of their favorite stars, from some of their favorite franchises. Whether it be the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street, and many more. They have different options such as, besides getting their autographs, you can do live Zoom calls with your favorite stars. You can do personalized videos for people, greetings of some sort. They just have many options. So, if you're looking for to spend some money that you may have spent at conventions, check them out and see the options they have. SignatureHorror.com That's right, SignatureHorror.com Hi y'all, this is Dallas Remington and you're listening to Crazy Train Radio. You don't think you gotta cook you don't think you gotta clean You wanna paint your nails Sit around reading magazines <laughs> A selfie machine Hey folks, it's your least favorite host in the podcast world Croc, Jonathan Steele And I'm Elena, your favorite host from the Emerald Isle Boy, do we have a good one for you today This next guest is a no-nonsense country recording artist and songwriter who, for sure, knows who she is and what she wants. She is, and if I read this right, because we know everything on the internet is true, a fifth-generation Kentucky-born lady that has performed in Nashville since the age of 11 and moved to Nashville at 15. She truly thrives with a passion for life, her music and personal faith. When listening to her, you can definitely tell her true vocal talents that are marked by her striking lyrics and textured phrasing. Please welcome Dallas Remington. Hi, thank you so much for having me. You're quite welcome. And I'm sure you have heard this before, but I only bring this up because of the title of one of your songs with the last name of Remington, no relation to the, the gun and bolt no. manufacturing, huh? No relation at all. <laughs> they actually used to have a, um, a manufacturing plant close to my hometown, but they moved a few years ago, but no relation. <laughs> okay. And yes, folks, gun safety, if you do use. Exactly. Uh, so first and foremost, how are you? I'm doing Snow. great. Oh, yeah, we've just been, you know, um, running like crazy. Everything's kind of opening up here. I'm not sure where you're based out of, but Nashville's kind of wide open now. Um, and we're just running, trying to keep up with everything. Um, you know, the single's coming out really soon. So we're just started. This is our first media day on it. And I've been back-to-back interviews for that and just trying to do everything we can to get the word out about things and keep the ball rolling. Well, let's bring up, there's two things musically I want to bring up, and you just kind of tiptoed around it. The first one being Princess, and that's coming out 
in two days of this recording on May 26th. Yes. So we will have links to both the audio and video version of this that you will see. So go check it out. But before we get started with that, why don't we insert that here? Awesome. don't think you gotta cook you don't think you gotta clean you wanna paint your nails sit around reading magazines <laughs> a selfie machine a junkie full of meme well there's a difference between perception and reality you ain't a princess you're just a dirt road there ain't no princess, a bunch of boys, that's a pickup truck Yeah, the closest to the crown you'll ever get or ever got is at the bar taking double shots You ain't a princess, you're just a small town, hang around, never leaving hot mess Ain't got a castle on a hill, girl let me be you got a double wide trailer with some late utility bills. Your daddy ain't no king of anything. It don't count that your mama was the 88 soybean queen. You ain't a princess, you're just a dirt road debutante. At the bar taking double shots You ain't a princess You're just a small town Hang around, never leaving hot mess Girl, I've been knowing you too long For you to sell me on that jumped up Knocked off charade you got going on folks make sure you go out to all sites and grab a copy digital or otherwise of princess again may 26 will be available first and foremost what how do i phrase this with that song it's such a unique sound i'd almost say a younger carrie underwood just with a vote so and i know each song is like say children and mm -hmm. you can't pick a favorite but what is it about this song that you really enjoy 
this one is just so much fun. Um, I'm a guitarist. That was my main thing first. I just wanted to play guitar. And obviously, I love to sing, too. So they kind of went hand in hand. But being the musician I am, this is one of the most fun songs we have to play live. Um, we close every show with it. Um, or at least we did when we could play shows before the pandemic. We would close every show with it. And, you know, we saw that the crowd was having just as much fun with it as we were. And um, that's always an amazing sign. And it was one of those songs that when you're writing it, it was kind of effortless. We never got stuck. We never had any of those, oh, what are we doing issues. It just, it wrote itself basically. And when those happen, you know, the song's magical. So I went home and I played it for my mom and she was like, holy cow. Yeah, this is, this is something. And I literally the next day played it in our first show. And then my band learned it three days later and we added it to every band set after that. Um, so it was just one of those right after one thing after the other magical things, um, harping on the whole princess theme ish thing. But, um, but it was just, um, it just felt right. And it always has, but you know, we've had this song for three years now and we have geared up to release it three separate times actually. And I knew that this was the right song. I knew everything was ready for it, but it was not the right time. Every time we'd get right there and I'm like, nope, this isn't it. We're not ready yet. It's not right. It's not ready yet. And then we actually went through and recut the song, which helped me get a little more ready for it. And, um, you know, now we feel like it's the perfect time for the song. Um, We've, like I said, we've held on to it for three years, waiting and waiting and waiting until it was a perfect time. And we feel like it's the perfect time in the world now. Well, folks won't see the video portion of this, even though we do a video release mm -hmm. of the interview on YouTube. But I do want to mention because the song Princess, and she kind of hinted at it there. But with her background, I just want to make this <laughs> obvious. Yes. Or to people who will be listening to this, there's a, she's got a big uh, pink blanket behind her with an audio, which <laughs> is awesome. She's got the pink jacket on and the pink lipstick. So <laughs> it fits our That's theme wild. here, folks. No, yes. And it, the whole thing. It, it fits the theme, folks. And I was mistaken. There's actually three things I want to bring up musically, would you? But the next upcoming release, a couple of days after, during the coming holiday weekend, but is available for pre-sale now and to save it's coming out officially on the 29th, but uncommon man, which is awesome. Thank you. Yeah. That came out a year ago. Oh, okay. I don't know. I, they, it didn't have a year on a date. I was like, uh, uh, yeah. So we released that. It will be the one year anniversary, May 29th. Um, we released it in the middle of the pandemic. So, I will say thank you to no year on the notes, but no, so, <laughs> not all good, all good. But since we brought it up on yes. Common Man, what, yes. what, what would you want to, because it's one of the popular ones I've seen of yours. Yeah. So what can you say on that? We, um, that was a really special one that we held on to for a long time as well. Um, I wrote it with my good friend, Courtney Bumbacher. Um, I'm a farm girl from western kentucky and she's a farm girl from upstate new york or western new york she would correct me very quickly um <laughs> but uh she came into the room we'd never written together before and she goes i have this idea 
I've pitched to several people and no one gets what I mean by it. And if you don't get it, then I'm going to take it to the next person and I'm going to write the song, but it's got to be the way I see it. And she goes, and it's pretty simple. I just want to write a song about my daddy and it's called Uncommon Man. And I was like, of course I understand that. I grew up just like you. So we, um, we wanted to just sit down and write a song just for them. We didn't think anyone would ever hear it. We didn't think we'd ever release it. But we wanted to write a song thanking them for how they raised us, you know, farm, faith, and family. And um, we played it for them. It became a favorite of all of our families. And then, you know, fast forward to 2020. Um, it was the end of March, and we were in the middle of a global shutdown, which is crazy to think that we have now lived through that, um, that we would ever see anything like that, and now we have. But we... Um, we were gearing up to release a different single and I just didn't feel like it was right. It was a sassy, upbeat song and it just did not feel right for the place we were in the world. And so we completely scratched everything, went back to the drawing board and we had a meeting with the team and I sent them three or four other songs that were sort of sassy, not as like in your face kind of stuff, you know, just filler singles and they were like, yeah, these are fine. And I said, well, by the way, I have this one. And I texted them a, a really rough work tape of Uncommon Man. I mean, it was rough. It was off time. Guitar was out of tune. I was flat. I was half sick. And they all got on a Zoom that night. And every one of them said, well, obviously, the single's Uncommon Man. Like, the place we are in the world, the lyrics, everything. So we released that um, May 29th of last year and dedicated it to all the essential employees you know, from farmers to the frontline workers to, you know, the guys that were delivering the toilet paper that everyone was fighting each other over. I mean, it went to all those people that, you know, the we don't always appreciate and recognize. But I wanted to release that, to, you know, to show them that we do see them. And it was um, really cool. We got to do a lyric video using all my fans submitted pictures from their of their uncommon men and women. Um, which was so, so amazing to me and was so amazing, um, awesome to get them all involved. And I'm so thankful that all of them became a part of it. And, you know, we're up to nearly 700,000 streams across the board with this song. And that's my biggest song to date. And it just blows my mind because just two farm girls sat down to write a song for their daddies. And this is what happened out of it. Well, I want to get into the personal side there in a second. But you mentioned, obviously, everything that's been going on the past, say, 16 18 months whatever however you are keeping track and you bring up the essential toilet paper and we all everybody both sides of the fence there male mm -hmm. female doesn't matter we all need a good trusty piece of toilet paper <laughs> we we definitely want something reliable on that front but we won't yeah. <laughs> oh definitely my daddy was one of those people stockpiling it which um I think the bigger cities went a little more crazy than the rest of the world. So we um, so we actually quarantined in my hometown, which is Paducah, Kentucky. So it's a small town. And we had toilet paper again in three days. And yeah, then yeah. it never ran out. I mean, the first day we got toilet paper, we had to stand in line. And the manager had to hand it to us one by one. And I was like, you can only get one, blah, 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 all this stuff. Next day I was in there fully stocked nobody fighting nobody being anyway they just said please grab one and then i get back to nashville and for six months we still didn't have toilet paper here i was like uh, what is this people but my dad so anytime we went to town we just bought some so i just brought it from kentucky so i didn't need it 
but I, we still haven't mucked toilet paper. We had so much stockpiled over from last year. Hey, but let's have quality. We definitely yeah. want a reliable usage here, but don't want to go down that road. But <laughs> you mentioned during this writing of that song about mm-hmm. being a farm girl in Kentucky. So when, because like I said in the introduction, everything is true on the internet. <laughs> and they say fifth generation Kentucky girl. Is that in terms of being from the area you're from or fifth generation in terms of have ties to music somehow? Oh, no. So that's on our farm. Um, So I'm the fifth generation that has grown up on our farm um, and has worked for the farm and things like that. So then, you know, 10, 15 years from now, when I have kids of my own, I'll probably settle back down there. And there'll be the sixth generation. Um, it's been in our family for a very long time. Uh, my, I can't even remember. We were going through our whole lineage. My grandpa- my grandmother on my mom's side, her family's been here, been in Kentucky for since before the, since the late 1800s. Um, and they, I think they were even here before that. So that comes to being farm ties. And there are a few musicians in my family. I'm the only one that, you know, does it for my living. Um, But yeah, so that just ties to the farm. Okay. And that leads me to want to go this direction from the, on the personal side. And we like, not that we don't respect what our guests use professionally, whether it be acting, sports, music of Mm -hmm. any genre, whatever the case may be. But in terms of going from a fifth generation farmer or daughter of a farmer, what is that like having that conversation? Because like we mentioned in the introduction, what is that like going to mom and dad, especially when you start performing at the age of 11 and moving at 15 to say, mm-hmm. hey, guys, I know we have, quote unquote, because like I said, we're on video, quote unquote, normal life, working on yeah. a farm to provide our living. Hey, I want to start to try to pursue this music thing. Yeah, so it was actually, um, it wasn't a very tough decision or conversation with my family. So I'm the youngest of two. My older brother is a soccer player. So he moved when he was 15 um, to go to a developmental soccer academy um, to work on becoming a professional soccer player. He's a semi-pro player right now, still working on becoming pro. Um, But, you know, our our parents sat us down and we had this conversation. We all kind of had the conversation at once. I was nine at the time and my brother was 15 and he, um, they just said, you know, it's your, if y'all want to chase these dreams, we're behind you a hundred percent, whatever you want to do. If you don't want to do it anymore, you don't have to do it anymore. But if you want to become a pro soccer player, or you want to become a singer, whatever you want to do, we're behind you and we're going to be there. We're going to, we're going to help you out. And so my mama still lives with me here in Nashville. We've been here for six years almost. And, um, you know, my daddy stayed in Kentucky to support the habit and stay on the farm and work all that stuff, you know. Um, But, yeah, so it's been I'm very, very, very blessed to have an amazing support system, an amazing family that allowed me to follow my dreams. Because I know a lot of people don't have that opportunity and have to wait till way later in life. But, you know, I was 11 when I came to Nashville for the first time. So I obviously couldn't drive myself. (laughs) Yeah. And I was going to say as well. And have brought up in with several previous musical guests. You know, it's always interesting to me because I know 
where I was at say 15 for, mm-hmm. you know, between 11 and 15 there, as we mentioned with you at, at different stages with pursuing this, this goes, I know I made the joke about the toilet paper there, but it, this goes on both sides of the fence here, both male, female, whatnot. Mm-hmm. That stage of life, 11, 12, 13, up through 15, even mm-hmm. to say maybe close to 2021, mm-hmm. let's just say to cap it off there, that there is on both sides of the fence there, there is just so much going on, whether it be hormonal, this, that, you know, your education, trying to find yourself as a person, you know, you know, puberty, this, that, you know, just everything that goes on in that state, those stages of life that I've always been impressed with the creativity that one has and is trying to pursue that. Why trying to figure the rest of the stuff out, as I mentioned there. Yeah. So what was it like for you trying to figure that out? Well, I was homeschooled. So that was a big, easy thing. Didn't have a lot of drama going on. I didn't have, you know, the typical high school drama, middle school drama, all that stuff. Um, And, you know, I, it wasn't very hard for me to find, figure out. I always loved to sing growing up and it was, it was just kind of a given. Um, When I started taking guitar lessons at nine, I just, I fell in love with it. Um, it did take my brother also taking guitar lessons to really push me to be as competitive as I am. I was like, okay, well, I'm going to beat you. I'm going to be a better guitar player than you. Um, so that really pushed me into becoming it. And, you know, it was never really a difficult decision. I know that, like, I think the only time I ever got sad about, you know, not going to school or not doing this was it would have been the night of my senior prom. And I I didn't go, obviously, because I didn't really have touch with anybody who went would have I would have been to school with or anything like that. But I, I was I got a little sad, but then I was sitting around because it was actually it was May 5th, so it was on Cinco to my own. I was hanging out with a bunch of my songwriter friends. And I was like, you know what? This would have been my senior prom. And I got sad for about a half a second. And I was like, no, I'd rather much be I'd much rather be here with y'all. Um, but then my friends were so awesome, they ended up throwing me a prom. Um, so we had what we called my homeschool prom. And so I don't feel like, like I never felt like I missed out and it never was a hard decision or a difficult thing for me to go through just because I knew this is what I was supposed to be doing. You know, there were so many doors opened that it was, you know, it was a given, this is what I was supposed to be doing. I mean, who else gets an invitation, an email when they're about to turn 11, asking them to perform in Nashville. That's I can't think of many thing. So it was kind of like, okay. Um, and just God has been so amazing and opened one door after another. And we've just kept going through them and trusting him. And he's never shared a strong sense. And you already kind of answered my next question in that, because you have the context of your songwriter friends and everything else mm-hmm. like that. So, cause what I was going to say is with the homeschooling, it's not like you have the normal social interactions, but yet you did because you had the, this other group of people yeah. you were dealing with. Definitely. Yeah. So I got it with, so instead of, you know, going to school at eight o'clock, I'd wait till 10 and I'd go to a co-write and I'd be in a room with people. And most of the time, obviously they're way older than me, but I got, I got my social interaction and I was, you know, growing up, I was kind of a person that liked to stick to myself, stick by myself anyways, you know? So it wasn't um, a very big, <laughs> yeah, it wasn't like a big adjustment. And I still to this day, you know, I love, 
I'm a lot more of like a, I guess you would call an extrovert now. Like I'll go out and I'll do whatever, but if you give me the option, you can do this or you can sit at home and play guitar. I'm going to sit at home and play guitar. That's just how I am. (laughs) Um, But we, but yeah, so I've been very blessed to have some amazing friends um, in the industry. You know, my first co-write, I was 15 years old and luckily I was writing with another girl about my age. So we were able to um, bond over that. We were both homeschooled and we became really good friends. And then I managed to connect with a lot of older songwriters in the industry and maybe not much older like her age, but they've been here longer and things like that. And they all just kind of opened their arms to me and said, yeah, you may be 15, but you Welcome have to the family. Yeah. And like, you have your own opinions. I've only ever had one rock where the girl was like, you're 15. You don't know what you're talking about. You shouldn't be writing about boys. Cause you've never even had a boyfriend. It's like, who cares? Like ha- most of these people haven't had girlfriends or boyfriends. Like, you know, like, we're all weird. Like we're all kind of crazy. Um, so that was, I only had that one problem ever. So we, um, yeah, I've just been really, really blessed with all the people that have been surrounding me. You know, um, I, when I was 15, started writing with a girl named Cindy Torres and she's had hits with or cuts with Garth Brooks and all kinds of artists. And she, I mean, she taught me that I had a voice because until then I was pretty nervous and not. I was like, I don't know. I'm like, I don't, you know, you say what you think and then I'll, I'll just go along. And she was like, no, what do you think? Because you have an opinion, you're the artist and you have your voice. And I will forever be grateful to her for showing me that I had that and making me feel confident enough to be able to go into the right with, you know, these giant hit songwriters and just be like, this is what I want to say, because if you want me to cut it, this is how I'm going to say it. Um, but if Makes not, sense. we'll write it with how somebody else would say it. But this is how. So I'm very grateful to Cindy for giving me, um, I guess, my voice as a songwriter. And um, I'll never be able to thank her enough for that. Well, speaking of Miss Cindy Torres, the last little piece of musical tidbits I want to bring up during this conversation was actually a song you wrote and was released in October of 2019 before the everything hit the fan, <laughs> but also was co-written with a, another friend to the show, Miss Allie Colleen. Yes. And that be hunting season. Yes. And that's why I mentioned the Remington quasi <laughs> joke earlier. I always say like the shotgun or the curling iron, whichever one you need to choose because they're spelt the same. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, or a razor for guys. Um, But leave it alone. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, But yeah, so we wrote that. I wrote that with Cindy Scott and um, well, Scott Bayer was on that as well. And Miss Allie Colleen. And that was another one of those kind of magical rights. Like we kind of went in and wrote it and we left. And it's like, what just happened? And I went home and I was like, I don't know how, I don't know. Maybe it's there. Maybe it's not. And normally, you know, I write so, so much that I have to, to take a few hours after the write. And then I'll go listen to it again. And I played it for my mom. And my mom was like, whoa, what did y'all just write? And I was like, I don't know. I think I really, really love it. And uh, it became another staple in the live show. Uh, the band just rocks it. They get that swampy groove going and it's just it's so much fun and that one um and credit goes to scott for that guitar part that bump 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 because that's not at all what i was playing 
And I was like, what are you doing here, Scott? Like, I don't, I don't think I like, that's weird. And then I played it for mom the way I wanted it and the way that Scott had played it. And my mom was like, I like Scott's. It's really cool. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Because <laughs> mine was like really busy and all this stuff. But the simplicity of that music just made the lyrics stand out, but also just fit so well with it. And uh, I'm very thankful Scott kept playing that riff over and over. <laughs> but uh, we love, I love Hunting Season. Love that song. Um, I think it was, it went to, it was my t- first top 30, I think is what it went to. I'm My numbers are getting all confused. Yeah, depending um, on which chart you look at, because there's a couple yeah. different rankings that that was on. Yeah, yeah, I think that one, and it got, I think, top 10 on the indie charts. I need to, like, keep these listed out in front of me. That sounds really, like, stuck up but i don't want to say it wrong no <laughs> um, no it's like oh it's like those artists that are like i need a monitor because i can't remember all my number ones <laughs> but i'm trying not to sound like that but you know um it's very it's been really cool to see the the reaction of that song it didn't have as big of a reaction on the on the streaming side as we wish it would have but it is really cool because most interviews that's what people bring up as their favorite song now that we have Princess out, it'll probably be a competition between the two of those. But that, and then after every show, people always come up to me and they ask me about Princess and they ask me about hunting season. And I played one of the first plays I ever, one of the first shows I ever played hunting season at. I was actually open for Alley at my hometown Opry, which is the place I first, first ever played. Um, and I played that song. And I don't know, I think I had 40 or 50 guys come up to me that night. Oh, my gosh, that hunting season song. That is something. And they're all like, I love it, but my wife could never hear it because she's going to get ideas. And then every one of them kept saying the same thing. I was like, okay, we got something there. And, uh, you know, it was really cool. We timed it. We released it with hunting season, obviously, October 1st, which where I'm from, hunting season, depending on what you're looking at, isn't normally till um, November but there's hunting seasons everywhere at different times. So <laughs> we got hunting season deer, at least in my neck of the woods, end of September, beginning of October. So you're right on there. Oh, y'all have an early one. Where are you at? I'm right outside of Philadelphia, but in, on the Jersey side. Oh, oh, okay. Okay. I was trying to read through the notes earlier. I keep hitting this camera. Um, read through the notes earlier to see where you're at. Um, awesome. So, yeah. You're right on the money there with as far as hunting season and all goes. Yeah, I know both season starts in October 1st in Kentucky. Yeah. So that's yep. kind of what we plan it around. Um, yeah. <laughs> Last question is, and she's mentioned them a couple of times, her band, Gypsy Highway. There was a little, another little rumor that I had heard that you guys enjoy besides Princess and Uncommon Man, hunting season, all that stuff which again, we have links to everything down below, streaming, website, all the fun stuff. Awesome. The rumor was that you guys enjoy playing covers. So what's your favorite cover to perform? It varies. There's like right now, and it's crazy because this is the longest kick I've ever been on. Um, I'll go on a kick where I'm like, I just want to play that song. Uh, for about a year now, my favorite song to play has been Blame It On Your Heart by Patty Loveless. I will play that. Anybody says, do us a cover. I just start playing it. Um, But, you know, so right now, which we haven't had any full band gigs in the past year. Um, We practiced for one and it got canceled. (laughs) So that was fun. Um, 
But band wise, oh gosh, you know, most full band shows we do as many originals as possible. But um, we love to do. Um, we kick off our shows actually with Iron Man by Black Sabbath. Really which is really fun we morph into a different song we morph into one of my songs but it's really cool it gets us pumped at the very beginning of the show gets people turning around going what <laughs> and we love doing that and then uh false prison blues is always a fun one too that's always a good one but just a black sabbath there and that's <laughs> the same that's the same thing with what we do is mm-hmm. being crazy train radio most people think ozzy and i made yeah. it up but we have many country involved. Mm-hmm. So, so it's kind of a mind warp. I'll put it that yeah. way. So it's, it's interesting that you did that, but folks, like we said, princess comes out on five twenty six two days after this recording. So go grab it and check out her other music and the website and all that other stuff. Dallas. Thank you so much. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. This has been awesome. Well, thank you for the time. There's no such thing as 40 hours No working nine to five Blood, sweat, and tears Praying to God help me survive Through droughts and floods And never-ending days And disaster years He tries to keep his faith He has Not all football helmets are created equal. Zenith, the industry leader in protective technology, is the only helmet in the game with adaptive head protection featuring a shock suspension system that can move independently from the helmet shell. Headquartered and developed in Detroit, Zenith is committed to player safety and revolutionary innovation. Zenith is proud to protect athletes at every level from peewee to the pros. Learn more about the Zenith difference at zenith.com. That's X-E-N-I-T-H.com. Hey, you guys, this is Allie Pauline, and you are listening to Crazy Train Radio.